0: The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times.
1: Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass.
0: Welcome to Jackass. It's a podcast where we're on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass. My name is Mikey Aaronworth, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host... Chris Aaronworth. Right. And Chris, usually we have Jay here, our other co host, uh, to to do part of the introduction and then I do a different part because I didn't get to say my part. I'm wondering, could you take the mantle and say my portion of the introduction?
1: We're just three, but today two lifelong friends living reliving the belly last bad ideas and broken bones. <laughs>
0: Close. We're not lifelong friends, though. Uh, you and I are brothers, and definitely not friends. Uh, and Jay, we met not too long ago. We're two, we're three lifelong fans of the show. Reliving the belly laughs.
1: Bad ideas and broken bones but close enough. You think I would know this? Like I recorded enough of these episodes. Yeah, but in my you don't life, listen but...
0: to me when when I'm the one
1: speaking. No, but I know because at that point of the of the episode. I'm panicking, thinking how I'm going to lead in. So point, I just shut out what you guys are we saying. We just started. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you already? I, well, no, because it's it's the lead okay. in. Because you guys always bust my balls. That's true. You always, oh, that sounded like a robot. That sounded unnatural. That's put some enthusiasm. Way too much enthusiasm. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I stress out and I just blank out. And then I just, you know, just got to oh, shine. Much like, just like you on your other podcast, when you come up with your name on the spot. Yeah, very, very terrible job. I usually do
0: of that. Um, uh, Chris, blanking out, uh, much like my other podcast, we did Street Fighter recently. So uh, uh you were blanking out as well. So blanking out.
1: Blanking out. And you're like. Did uh, you do that on purpose? Like Blanka? That, that's, yeah, that's blanking why I said out? much like much like Street oh. Fighter. Yeah, yeah.
0: There you go. The banter of two brothers who have known each other for, for too long, some might say. Uh, my entire uh, yeah. uh, existence. Chris, we're not focused on Jackass today, are we?
1: We're doing something special today, and this is one of one of the few things that I was most looking forward to doing. Yeah, um, we had to find something without Jay that wasn't going to lead us into a new season, mm-hmm. which we were planning on doing of one of the other shows, or we might be doing Haggard soon. So I, I came up with this idea because <laughs> it's teasing a quick hazard, third, Haggard. Yeah, I know, I know. Oh, well, we got to keep teasing yeah. you guys are going to make me watch that fucking shit <laughs> piece of shit. You know, so I, I came up with this idea to do one of my favorite DVDs, Steve O, PCP saved my life
0: which was actually you know a, what? a bonus a bonus included a bonus dvd yes yeah why don't you tell a little bit of backstory about pcp Save my life chris before we get into it well well
1: in general steve there was a certain point of his life where he was famous but he didn't have money yet mm-hmm. so he kind of got wrapped up with this guy nick dunlap and a few other people who was kind of like a promoter slash I don't even know exactly what he was. I, I he think people wants to describe him as shady promoter dude. Oh, really? But, okay. I would. Yeah, I would say probably
0: think, like a producer as well of some sort because he did some of the filming he, in here as well. It
1: started off by him booking him for all these tours, which I actually went and saw this uh, the Out on Bail tour in Toronto, where he basically went on stage with a few of the Jackass guys and just fucked each other up on stage like yeah. at a live performance show, which was to this day one of my favorite events I've ever been to. Um, so in the midst of that, I guess, while they were on tour, they just started recording a ton of content and Steve, Oh, if I'm not mistaken, actually said that he basically signed off the right, his rights to all the footage and for what turned out to be a small amount of money, they sold millions of DVDs, et cetera, et cetera. But this is, this is a bonus feature from one of those DVDs.
0: Yes. There's also a rumor like Nick Dunlap. This is, this is strange because I, I, I probably shouldn't say this because, uh, knowing, knowing how he ended up. Uh, at least in terms of people's perception of him and, and the rumors or, or the facts, at least that Steve-O says he it turns out he's kind of a piece of shit. He took out a, or tried to take out a life insurance policy on Stevo. Uh, I think Steve-O sued him. He lost the rights to his videos. This, oh, that, and really? the other. Yeah, it's like a it's like a big a big issue with with Nick Dunlap. I'm not an expert oh, there, but I kind of
1: liked him. I liked him a lot. I, in that's all these what I'm DVDs, saying. Right? I liked
0: him. He was he had such a good energy to vibe with Steve-O. like Steve-O just being so high strung and Nick Dunlap just being kind of like cool calm and collected um uh i'm gonna make a reference to the beat generation of writers in a little bit you know the the writers which were typically fueled by drugs and antics the jack kerouac's william s burroughs uh that sort of thing hunter s thompson who's also there not not quite beat generation that might
1: be the only one that our audience would actually know hunter,
0: of. hunter s thompson yeah hunter s <laughs> <laughs> thompson would have would have gotten a lot of his uh, inspiration from
1: the beat generation well, but in fact he even had a quote opening up this hunter s thompson he bit. did
0: and the quote was
1: the only drug I will never try again is PC, right? Which
0: scared the shit out of me because Hunter S. Thompson's known for doing just about everything. Fear and loathing in Las everything. Vegas. If you're the listener who understands neither my beat generation references, nor the Hunter S. Thompson references. Uh, but the reason I say, uh, I bring up the beat generation is there was, there was this, uh, one story about a guy who was just kind of like the rock and he, and he, and he wasn't very energetic in this, in this group of friends who were, and it kind of worked to just ground everybody. And I like, I, I felt like Nick had that vibe, but before we get too far Far into the weeds with Nick Dunlap. Yeah, I
1: have a I have a fact of the day. Oh, great! I was going to ask. You know what? We haven't done anything where there was really reason to do fact of the day in a while. Uh-huh. So you know, like we did something that was just present that day. Shark we week. did the Shark yep. Week, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But instead of doing the fact of the day like I normally do, the day that it comes out, I think it was fitting for this one to do it on what Steve O claimed as the best day of his I was life, you December fifth, two thousand two. Amazing, right? So. There was they, not much was going on that day. However, um, actually, the, the the premiere of the Two Towers, the Lord of the Rings movie, oh, okay. debuted in New York, which I fucking love. Those movies 100%. are fantastic. But it was also, which I found kind of interesting, being that this was his spiritual day. Yeah, it was Eid, the Islamic holiday. Oh no way! That that, that commences the end of Ramadan, if I'm not mistaken. If I get that wrong, I'm sorry. I'm not. Yeah. Well, Islamic, but
0: you're trying. That's, that's great. No, I didn't, I didn't realize that either. That's, that's, uh, it's what, what, Hey, who knows? Maybe, maybe steve uh, gonna, gonna, well,
1: and the good thing for Steve-O apparently, you know, if you're a central C fan, if you heard his new song, you know, his homies celebrate Eid. So the trap's still open on Christmas Day. So uh, that maybe is how steve got his PCP. <laughs> that, this is all connected in this very weird way in the spiritual experience. That
0: may be. Well, let's talk about how Steve-O uh, got uh, introduced to PCP. At the beginning, we're introduced to Stevo post-PCP. So PPCP. Uh, and he says, don't smoke PCP. Basically, he goes on this on this rant saying he smoked it. It fucked him up for days. It didn't take effect for 24 hours after he smoked it. Uh, And he never wants to do it again. He's never watching these videos. And then he says, and yet here's the video. But I mean, this also gives us a little bit of a hint in this rant to who Nick Dunlap was at the time. Because he says, I never signed off on this going out in the DVDs. I I didn't Mm -hmm. want it to go out. And yet it's out now. But then Steve-O's asked at the very end of this interview well, what if it sells a, a million copies? And he says, well, if it sells a million copies, I'll do PCP again. <laughs> Fine, which is the most steve answer <laughs> so, of all time.
1: Well, t- like for the for the audience, PCP is literally the scariest drug in terms of mental issues. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, it's not going to like ruin your life if you do it and you're not going to be super addicted to it. You probably won't want to do it again, yeah. maybe. But it is, I accidentally smoked PCP one oh, time. Oh, shit. Someone, yeah, you know, I went to watch a hockey game at a bar and I was talking to the people beside me. And they want to smoke. They're like, "Hey, we're smoking a joint. You want to come?" I'm like, sure. I went downtown after that. Everything's a little hazy, and then you know, I came to and basically full blown PCP psychosis. And uh, it was the scariest thing that I've ever like experienced. Like, it was something that I just don't understand why people would want to recreationally do this. There's a rapper that ate his girlfriend Whoa! because he was high on PCP. Big Lurch. Uh, there was a, a Wu Tang. I wouldn't say full blown member, but one of the affiliates fucking smoked pcp cut his dick off and jumped out of a balcony window Jesus. he's alive still christ bear he has no wiener anymore um yeah so i just don't understand why it's, it's literally a bombing fluid did you no, know No, i didn't
0: know that i didn't know that yeah it's it, yeah
1: it's a sketchy sketchy scary drug it's very and it's and it's weird like like you said it, it hit him 24 hours later and lasted five days it's so unpredictable uh-huh. for me when it happened i was fine 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 until like six or seven hours later when i got home and then it Hit me like a wave. That's nuts. So So here yeah, so there, a there's there's little one. context there. Don't do PCP. Don't do kid. PCP
0: words straight from Steve O's mouth as well. He's claiming that he's the one who did it, so you don't have to. Uh and yet we get to experience some of his uh his antics firsthand this this was something i actually hadn't seen before and i was happy you suggested it, chris because i always had wanted to i had seen some of steve-o's independent stuff uh but let's get into it we go straight to the title card it's hunter s thompson's quote the only drug i'd never do again is pcp and then all of a sudden we're we're, we're with nick dunlap or with the crew we're trying to get a <laughs> flight out to maine but the weather's not great and a cab won't take them there long story short uh i don't i really don't know why all of this was included except to set up the fact that it's at the Train station, I believe, where the cab driver drops them off, that they get introduced to the guys doing the drugs, who had Steve O smoke PCP. Before we talk about these guys, Chris. No,
1: no, 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 no. No, you're mixing that up. He smoked PCP the night before. Oh, I. They were joking about. They said, "I got PCP if you want it." So maybe he got some more. But he, the night before, is when he woke up, done in uh-huh. his room and then came into his own room and was laughing weird it's like it's just my pcp my new laugh he was like a <laughs> oh i thought that was so then they had to wake up the next day i thought day that was like
0: a tarantino thing like showing some of the after effects
1: afterwards unless maybe unless i'm dumb but i'm I'm like i'm like 95 sure so he was high on pcp like he woke up the day after he smoked right. pcp and then finds himself stuck in a airport then in the back of a cab and then at a train station and i was like how is this guy so chill about everything he's just like accepting what's what's happening yeah, to him he's at that just, moment I thought steve was kinda...
0: doing is napping and they're waking him up like he had such superpower star power vibes in this they just like wake him up they're like steve it's mm-hmm. time to go like even when they're in the cab they they agree a cab driver agrees to drive them to maine from from new york it seems and uh at that point he he says uh uh the cab driver's like oh shit no i miscalculated sorry i can't drive you there and, and drops him off at the train station opens up the trunk steve was sleeping in the fucking trunk of the cab <laughs> just like chill is chill is all hell the the they give guy the under. cab driver 20 bucks and i got a, a, a question for you chris they, apparently the cab driver's been yeah. driving them around for about 45 minutes nick dunlap gives him 20 bucks to, because the guy's like well i can't do it i didn't i didn't ask you for enough money and the weather's too bad do you think he overpaid for the 20 bucks uh uh didn't give him enough or shouldn't have given him anything
1: oh, it's, i was thinking about that you know what like the guy's trying to feed his uh-huh. family he's out in the snow he but he also did lie on the price gets people involved i can see myself being really pissed the other day i ordered pizza they said how are you paying i said cash i came down with cash and the guy said he didn't have any change and they also waited till like you could tell like it was like before an hour before the store was closing so they waited until right they closed the lock up so everything was cold the guy had no change he didn't have a receipt and i'm like i can pay debit just how much is it he's like oh you don't know and i'm like this isn't my fucking responsibility bud and like i always tip people really well and take care of people and In that moment, I lost my shit. Like I was just like, you know what, fuck. Like I'm not paying you anything. Yeah, take your fucking pizzas. And he's like, no, you could take them, whatever. I ended up giving the guy still twenty bucks. I'm like, you could sort out the rest, man. This isn't my fucking problem you don't even know how much it is. So I guess I probably would have gave the cabbie a little bit more because this was, I paid pretty close to the actual cost of what it was just a little bit less to prove a point. I think
0: I would have reluctantly given the 20 bucks, but I think he would have been in his rights to not give him anything at all. There, there was an agreed upon transaction. It didn't come through for either of them. I don't think he owes him anything, Uh, but let's not focus on that anymore. Let's focus on Steve-O smoking. And this is why I thought that they had the PCP, the guys who give, who gives Steve-O the weed here. Um, It's because they say I'm about to get this white boy fucked up or something along those lines. And I'm like, oh, it seems like they know something he doesn't. However, I think I think Nick does also smoke that weed. So thinking back, there's a decent chance that the PCP wasn't in there.
1: And they also didn't say we're about to get this white boy fucked up. They said we're about to fuck up this white boy instead of like like joking around like we're going to beat him up. That's what I got. Maybe, maybe. I mean, you know what? Cause remember he was hitting the joint. He's like, pass it back. Like, you know, I said, like, you know, I'm not ch- joking around, pass it back. He's like hitting it. This, this, so, this kind of, and that's just the kind of culture back, that's then, the culture you know back I mean? then. But
0: this also feels like, uh, like, like indicative of what this DVD special is all about. It's all over the place. It's kind of tough to tell what's going on or what the point of any of it is at any point in time. So it's kind of, this kind of works as an introduction, even though it wasn't planned that you wouldn't really have a clue what was going on uh, at this point in time.
1: Um, and seeing those guys and just seeing how they were dressed. Yeah it just like brought me back to a better time in life you know what i mean like i love that era i used to dress like that i just love that like the energy like i don't know there's just it just like this whole thing is so nostalgic to me i remember watching this a lot in 2002 and that was like i was definitely like a young kid i was like going through my shit partying being reckless and it's just like i look at this in such a different light now i'm like this is a caution tale back then it was like Experiment. It was it's like cool. It was
0: punk rock. Like I define this as punk rock. I yeah. mean, even down to the fact that they just meet strangers. They're like, give us weed, and we'll maybe put you in our TV show. And they got the weed for free. So they go out into these strangers' car, they do donuts in the parking lot. Steve O jumps onto the hood of their car and jumps off and uh and hits uh uh, uh uh a little bit of snow and a lot of concrete and twists his ankle up a little bit. Uh the guys
1: driving are like, the just <laughs> jumped out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> they're like tripping out man they just smoke joint and this fucking famous person jumps out of their Which sunroof is, like in at the this middle point of his nose i'm, like, man, I'm on
0: board with this like i like the vibe i don't know where yeah. we're heading but i like it a lot i, I was assuming then at this point maybe he's on the pcp maybe that's why he's not feeling as much pain as as he should have uh but then we get a little title screen and it's it's 12 hours after smoking the pcp um maybe another reason why i'm kind of thinking this that that was when they smoked the pcp because it does it wasn't like the following or the, the like a day afterwards, right? Like this is the, the title screen that says 12 hours after smoking. Then they're in the van already.
1: Well, you we smoked at like four in the morning. Everybody was sleeping.
0: Ah, okay. So that makes sense. So let's you assume, let's mean? assume that's what it is. Yeah. So we're 12 hours later and he's in the van. The takeaway from this is that Nick farted so hard that Stevo vomited I'm pretty sure like his internal a, a, a leftover of food that was in his body. I don't know how so much vomit came out of one person. Nine,
1: nine chicken McNuggets, man.
0: But even still, th- that's not enough to justify the amount of vomit that comes out of his stomach. That's crazy. Can, can I
1: Can is there anything in the world more satisfying then, when you fart so <laughs> fucking bad, it makes somebody else throw up. Yes. Yes. Mikey's actually done that before. There is. He's, there, tell the story. There Mikey. is something
0: more satisfying than farting and having someone throwing up. It's farting, having someone throwing up, having the person who's throwing up hit his wife with a car and then argue about getting a divorce. <laughs> That was how bad I thought it was. That's
1: a true story. Yeah, my dad threw up out, was throwing up out the window as he's hanging out. My mom ran out crying to try and get out of the fart, and then he's he's not looking because he's like has his foot, he's puking on the pedal and crashes into my mom, and then they got so mad at each other. It was fucking amazing. It was
0: unbelievable. It was the best day of my life. That Stevo has December fifth. I have whatever day that was. That was that was my best day of my life. Um, a rancid fart. Uh, it turns out they missed the show in Maine, obviously due to the weather. And now we get another thing, uh, 24 hours after smoking PCP, another, another headline. I'm going to call this bit the neck tattoo. Um, (laughs) this is crazy because they say this is, this is when it starts kicking in. There's even like a little subtext there or subtitle there that says 24 hours later, uh, when it starts to finally kick in. And it's like Steve-O's fucking stroking out, like he's talking to the camera in such a like a paranoid schizophrenic way, you know, they've got that urgency. I think of Hunter S. He's Thompson. He's in psychosis. He's in psychosis. A hundred percent. It's, it's almost, it's almost creepy. And this is where he starts to talk about this December 5th, 2002. Chris, you've been in this situation before. Did you have flashbacks watching him in this moment, just trying to reconcile with like uh, the bigness of, of what he considers to have been a religious
1: experience? Uh, it wasn't. I mean, I guess it was kind of religious in my sense. I just to me the the like I- I'm not a religious person, mm-hmm. but it was just a matter of fact. It wasn't like a hallucination. It was just the idea in your mind. It's it, There's no ifs, ands, or right. buts, and the devil was coming after me, and I had to do certain things to like stop him right. from hurt taking my friends and myself. Yeah. And it's the scariest fucking thing. So it's funny how it does go to that religious overtone well
0: i think that's just which because i never really thought about. i mean it's religious or spiritual because even steve-o in some of the right he writes basically a fucking manifesto which which we get at the end and he calls it his press release <laughs> like what the hell <laughs> but he even says so he's like good. i saw god but it wasn't it wasn't what you think god is it's just it's it's everything or whatever it was that he said and so of course it's going to be religious because you start to if you put it this way if you believe you know an absolute truth About the world that isn't something tangible, like the color of my shirt is blue. Like if you believe you know an absolute truth, you believe that to be a spiritual experience or a religious experience. And that's just the only way our minds can wrap our heads around what we're going through. Um, I tried to wrap my head around what we were going through uh over the course of this night. He's got his friend Corolla, who he's now saying isn't Corolla. Like he SIBO can't remember his name and and is (laughs) is still calling him his name. He calls him over to tell him the story of how he's going to get his neck tattoo um what did you think about his plan to, to determine where his neck <laughs> I mean, tattoo is going to be
1: it was pretty so it, it makes sense because it's like if i do ever have to dress up and be professional uh-huh. it will cover it will cover that area so what he basically does is he takes a dress yeah. shirt that he spent 70 dollars on <laughs> he was kind of upset about and is taking trying to get a pen to draw the line across the top so he knows where the tattoo needs to yes. stop he wanted to get pcp save my life tattooed on yeah. his neck and as he's going through this, he can't get a pen. Corolla, he calls him Corolla because he loves Corolla because Corolla will do whatever he uh-huh. wants as he as he self-proclaims. Because Corolla was around in all these tours. I think he's one of maybe Nick Dunlap's okay. buddies. And he's actually great and out on bail in some of the other DVDs. But uh, he comes in. They try and get a pen. There's just a bunch of back and forth over here. It's just funny because, like, neck tattoos now are so fucking common to think that, like, the raddest thing Steve was like, thinking where he was even sketched out to even draw the line on his neck that wasn't that it long wasn't ago. that long ago it's nowadays weird.
0: it's like fucking face tattoos and you're 13 years yeah. old and and you're just your their parents are happy that they didn't get a dick on their face like like it's it's like sure oh all he got was like a tic-tac-toe line that's cool whatever he's 13 yeah. kids are gonna do what they're gonna do like um yeah so decently so smart uh, had the the foresight at least to draw that line on his neck that was kind of fun but they got to wake up uh for morning radio the next day and this is when the <laughs> oh this is when the vibe of steve starts to like Anger me a little bit. Like it was hard to watch at a certain point. I've been in this situation where the person is just so fucked up that they think they're stone sober and they just start taking control and like acting like experts at everything. His confidence level is through the fucking
1: roof right now, yeah, he's at he's at the phase of like a drug binge or whatever it is or the pcB high where. You know, like there's different phases people will go through. This is like delusions of grandeur. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Later on, it becomes paranoia. Th- then it comes happy, lovey-dovey. But he's at the stage right now where he thinks he knows exactly the way the world yeah. works he thinks he is the rightest person alive and he thinks that he could solve all problems and he has like he's, f- he's figured out the meaning of life almost like that's how he's acting and,
0: and he's acting like I, I know he's done a lot of interviews at this point he's got a lot of acclaim but the way he's talking to the radio people like oh, we're just gonna figure it out as we go we're just gonna do this gonna, oh and then and then and then they're like oh we'll get going uh how, how are you feeling it's like oh i'm good i'll be uh i'll be uh, you know i'll feel better when i know that this is all over like let's get it done let's get it started like he's just acting like the toughest shit in the world but it's coming from a place. It doesn't even seem like he necessarily believes it. It's like, he knows that someone in that position in order to be cool is supposed to act that way. And it's, it's right here that he starts to get like hyper focus on coolness. Like he calls himself cool, cooler yeah. than Jesus. Like he thinks everything <laughs> is like, was Jesus cool? I don't think, I mean, he had those fucking sick ass dick bones. Those, those are pretty cool. Like Jesus is in shape. He does CrossFit. Oh, the v, oh like my the, God. Jesus the, does CrossFit. He, he does CrossFit. He absolutely does CrossFit. He died doing
1: CrossFit. He fit pretty well on that cross. What, hey, speaking of that, what do you get when you when you cross a Jewish person? When you cross a Jewish person, I don't know. I'm scared to ask. Jesus.
0: When you cross a Jewish person, yeah, there you go. That's nice.
1: Or Christianity. What? Shit. Oh, Jesus. Christianity. Christianity. Okay. Okay. You put it on Thank the cross. Hey, it's Jewish. That's yeah. Pretty good. Uh- uh- <laughs> I saw that on, on TikTok the Good. other day. Yeah,
0: uh, it's decent. I'll give I'll give it a three out of five. Um, the uh, uh, th- this this radio interview like it gets going. Preston Lacey's there.
1: I didn't I didn't expect to see him in in this show at all. Oh man! And it was great to get that like behind the scenes. This isn't a big yes. jackass yeah. production. This is Preston just being Preston, just chilling, having fun. Early days. They even go and they start talking about his his um uh, his manic episode or his blow his, ups his, his, temper. his uh, anger management yeah, they, episodes they, they spend temper. they spend
0: some time talking about his his, his uh his his temper, temper tantrums, tantrum that's the word i was trying to uh think in of. a little bit we'll get to that in a second uh before oh yeah that's it's, a it's a different scene, scene but it's coming up soon uh we we only basically have time for like steve-o to staple a rock 101 sign to his stomach he gets mad at the hosts for giving him a stapler that doesn't work but like clearly he's
1: dude the best my, my favorite yeah. part of this was with, with the host because it's like i didn't like how he was like kind of talking down yeah. to and you know the way he was speaking to the host but when he calls out the host the host is like you're the only nut sack i've ever male nut sack i've ever seen in my life and he's was like that sounds yeah a that was actually dude. really funny and he's like he's like he had some line i think it was just like he's like we don't have to love them all but we, it's okay yeah. not to like it love the balls yeah <laughs> it's okay not to you can't pretend we've never
0: seen them but yeah no that was that was but this this also does happen and this happens over the course of of the whole movie or the whole special there are moments of genuine wisdom. Like some things he says, I'm like, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And it sucks because it's coming from a dude on PCP. But like, this isn't the last time he says something that I'm like, fuck, I, do I agree with a guy who's high out of his mind on PCP? I also agree well, with even to
1: this day, like some yeah. of it stuck with him because he still to this day uses like the phrase that he used so many times as we'll get onto later on in certain parts where he's. it's like he discovered it at this, at this time in this religious experience where he's like, I'm Stevo, and I make people happy for a living.
0: I, I make people happy for a living. He says that all the time and I fucking love it. That's great. I and he's it. so happy about having figured that out. And he says it to everyone at the bar. That hotel bar scene is fucking great. It's a riot. Um, so after, after the radio show, we see, uh, uh, we go to the hotel. They're just kind of partying at the ho- the hotel. Preston Lacey is a bit laced up. He's, he's getting a little bit <laughs> drunk up
1: there, which is great that was to the see. Best. He was, the fatty it, Fall Down. The, song, the fatty fall down song? The fatty fall down song. <laughs> he starts like song. rolling on him and then he just pushes him down on the bed. He's laying on him. He's like, a fatty fall down. <laughs> uh, fatty <laughs> likes to fall down. But uh, He's like saying some little jingle like that. And it was just like, oh my God, I get it. You know, like, "I." it's like we've seen, I feel like we got ripped off as fans because they, in the movies, at least they portray a grumpier version uh, I totally of agree. Preston. And it's nice to see this behind the scenes where he's just, I, got, I was like, man, i now I understand why they want to hang out with this guy all the time. Like he like seems such like a, a fucking good pleasant hang. person to he be around. Like yeah, such exactly. A good hang.
0: And I was so happy later that they, that they do end up talking about his temper tantrums. Uh, there's, there's a, a segment we got to get into first though. Uh, um, and we show some of the, the, the videos first. It's almost like an interstitial of Stevo going on tour and performing on tour. And you're, that's
1: basically what you saw, right? Cause you've seen that is exact, alive, right? I, that's exactly what I saw, man. I remember well, we're at the government. It's a club in Toronto. And this show is going on. It's exactly like that. He's stapling his nuts. He's fucking lighting his head on fire. He's fucking jumping off ladders, balancing fucking big ass knives on his chin, you know, like doing all this cool shit. And I was walking down to get drinks and the stairs were so slippery. And I fucking flew like straight out of a movie and landed on my back and flew down the stairs. And I was like laying there for a second. And like my inner like bitch came out and was just like milk this cry, like make it, you know, like lay down there, moan. And then this thing came over me. This wave was like. Steve will just fucking stapled his nuts to a fucking himself. Get the fuck up and rock on. And I got up like, yeah. And everyone was cheering. And it was just like this fucking moment where I realized like how much of this shit is in your head. You know, if you're Uh, you're amped up, you don't feel pain the same way. And that's how I think these guys get going, you know?
0: That's so good. I love that you actually had a, a moment where you're like you're about I, were you trying to milk it for like get free free drinks at the venue or something no, like that No like just like everybody was
1: around like it caused a big scene cuz everybody oh, saw it like yeah, it wasn't yeah, like yeah, yeah. a whole staircase it was like six steps of going from the bar area down to the main so all these people crowded around like oh my god are you alright and like the vi- you know playing the victim card and getting some attention or something be like oh and i was like no get up and rock on and everybody was like so that's on board awesome. Like, yeah, that's awesome man. that's
0: always the right call the right call 100%. is always to just like push through it man i watched this is a complete aside but i watched uh uh i told you about this movie rrr which is on netflix it's a oh, hindi it's so movie good. it's fucking three hours long it's an epic movie I never have three hours to watch a movie, but I, I made time yesterday and today. I had to watch it in two sittings. Those are the two baddest fucking dudes in the entire world who are in that movie, man. It was so good. I watched that and I was like, I'm going to work out for they- 20
1: hours today. <laughs> Dude, the, the opening scene the guy literally beats up like ten thousand people by himself <laughs> it's it's like literally somehow they sell way. it in a way that is believable Yes, yeah, exactly yes. Oh my like God. what
0: the hell i feel like there would be a good crossover if you're a jackass fan you may appreciate it may be a movie you've looked past a thousand times but look up rr yeah. on netflix man it it's was a really fucking good. riot it was so much fun um okay so we're 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 five days later this is the new title card i've tried to title the title cards myself so five days later uh i'm calling this post pcp the PC poos because it's Stevo kind of setting up a trap uh uh for for Nick who's probably going to come in and try there's, to what there's
1: one thing you got to get to first like to kind of set this up they're driving in a car yes and nick it keeps painting nick and he's like this guy's i'm gonna kill this guy he's fucking out of control yes. the pcp is ramped the fuck up now he's going through the hyper phase yes and he's he's doing this dance to some like edm music and he's like <laughs> doing a shoulder shake i fucking honestly started crying laughing because it was just there's something about the look on his face he thinks he's so cool in the moment and everyone's just like what is this fucking crackhead up to you know and then in the means of it he keeps throwing drinks and shit on nick oh. dunlap and that's why nick dunlap gets so pissed off because all his clothes are sticky he's fucking covered in like every drink that steve-o could throw at him god knows what, what I else. Would imagine, and that's why steve-o
0: what i would imagine is the sorry? stickiest drink is is yeah. like an orange fanta orange, looking drink orange, yeah exactly <laughs> It just looks so sticky so steve so, knows he's kind of poked the bear a little bit and he knows nick is going to come to his hotel room and try to fuck with him so what does steve do he uh preps a cup of poo and then that's not enough he <laughs> pisses in it and this is pcp poo like this is disgusting it's already watery, watery like you don't need the water the the piss in it uh and you get some creative cuts back and forth between nick being like this fucking guy like i've had it with him he's on another level and then a cut to steve-o like i know he's gonna try to fuck with me i've prepped this thing it's, it's yeah y-
1: you got you got you got to like really put the exclamation point on this because this was my favorite part this of the great. thing they're talking to nick dunlap and all this mayhem's going on and he's like he's like i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna fucking kill uh-huh. this guy And then it just, it cuts to the next cut exactly is Steve-O in his camera in his room by himself being like, so I'm pretty sure Nick Donluck's going to kill me tonight (laughs) in the most candid way. And it's funny because it's like. He's reaching the paranoia phase of his high, but he's not. But he also is very justified in doing yeah, it's, so. So it's like that's a dangerous combination. You know? uh, he starts so to I think that he can him.
0: predict the future. That's that's what happens there. Yeah. But it was great. It was very well cut. It, you're right. It was like one person saying something, and then someone res- almost as though they're responding to it, like a talking head thing in a reality TV show. Like I can't believe Rupert's going to try to vote me off, and then Rupert on Survivor being like,
1: and Rupert's like, I'm
0: totally, I'm totally trying try to vote, vote this person off. off. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So two hours later, we get what I call PC pay back um uh where where nick dunlap goes into the room he does it's it's late at night stevo sleeping which look for a paranoid guy who thinks someone's about to come kill him he sure does nap easy that's like when you're in a state of paranoia yeah. how do you fall the fuck asleep i guess by not sleeping for the previous three days um but nick enters his room very slow i'm getting serious vibes of the poo smear when bam smears shit on ryan dunn or deco smears shit yeah
1: well before before he goes in the room he says maybe one of the best visual lines I've ever heard of my entire life. He's like, I'm going to shit in his bag and shake it up like popcorn. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, when you take the popcorn, you always have to, like, get the butter from the sides yes. off and it just mixes it all around. And I'm like, how has nobody ever thought about that before? It's so fucking it's funny. Thing,
0: it's hard not to like Nick. I, you know, I, apart from what he did after it, I've always liked him. He's all been, these. he's been great. Uh, uh, so he goes in and instead of, you know, pooing in the popcorn bag, he just gets a stool slowly sets it up right next to steve-o and takes a shit on Stevo. I mean like this is it's something that your mind is never expecting to see and then you see it happen on video and i i still it's like i've blanked it out like when you, there's something about seeing shit drop from someone's ass and without prosthetics
1: you don't even see it for yourself that's the thing. what i mean it goes in. it's not like you could oh, watch your own yes. self shit yeah. so you don't think it just plops it just down plops like right that down. right like yeah
0: i kind of had this feeling like it floats down like a feather from super mario
1: <laughs> right <laughs> just like kind of goes to the ground or it just like goes into the toilet and just slithers <laughs> yes. down you know it's not like it's not you just don't expect it to fall like gravity would make it yeah, fall it naturally. Like it's, it's, it's a very to weird perverse thing or to see. something like
0: that i don't love watching yeah. it but it was uh it was exciting to see um and and again, Steve Oak he does wake up and he he hucks some shit. It gets all like his his cup of shit. <laughs> you know, for a guy who just woke up from a PCP hangover, it's amazing that he does know immediately. He 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 answers the bell. He, what do you he he knows what he's got to do. He understands the assignment. He grabs that cup of piss and shit and hucks it. Doesn't hit Nick, but it does get over Corolla. <laughs> totally okay with it like it shows him later he's just sitting with his shirt he's on like, like and he's laughing and you could
1: tell that's been sitting
0: there well, for a it's while it's gross it's fucking gross but the yeah. best you talk about good cuts in this scene my favorite cut is is uh uh it goes it goes to sievo right after this after he like hucks the shit and it's just a cut to him he's like all right they got me well what are you gonna do like he's just like he did it he shat on me he's i like, had my plan in place and it didn't work he shat right on me
1: right on the bed a shit for a chat shit. he calls him up a shit for a shat. we're even <laughs> Like, how is he still like, that's the thing. He's so out of his mind, but also maybe more in tune to his own mind than he's ever been at the right. same time. Like, it almost surprises it's so bizarre. me that
0: he's treating this with so much hesitance Except after the fact. No, oh. no, no. I mean, like, bu- like before the movie, we get that interview where he's like, I never want to do this again. I'm like, it seemed like he was kind of okay for a lot of this ride. I think he was probably just worried about how long it lasted and the fact that he probably did probably didn't out the whole time it. though. That's that's exactly. what it seemed
1: because he's like he's like they want me to sit they want to film my reaction watching this. Yes. he's like I'm not I can't I'm not going to I never will watch this. Like he doesn't. It's like if you had a blackout night before you do not want to see the the footage. It's it, it's it would just that the curdling of your stomach when people are telling you things that happened and even if it's not bad the fact that you don't remember you it, don't it feels remember sickening. It
0: it's shame and it's fear and it's what what else is hiding in there that i don't remember i did uh so he, steve-o films himself cleaning up this shit off the
1: wall which thank god he did that's really nice of him a, a guy on pcp oh, just smushed around a towel it did literally nothing
0: yeah if anything least- it
1: disguised it a little bit so they don't clean the wall properly for the next <laughs> guest
0: true. fuck i didn't even think about that that's gonna <laughs> suck so bad that room Would is
1: you- just and, and it was such a nice room too what would you, so the, what Nick Dunlop did is he took a dump on him while he was in his bed. Yes. Instead of the popcorn shakeup, what would you rather be in a hotel bed knowing you're leaving the next day and get physically dumped on or have a popcorn shakeup in your bag well, with all your so clothes? He,
0: here's the thing. He didn't, the shit didn't land directly on Steve-O and because he rolled that, into it though clearly he, that's the thing he rolls into it so that makes him the popcorn and in my mind that's worse than having it shook up in your bag oh, although yeah, that's know. that'd be tough man because yeah how do you get that you never throw i just start to throw
1: it right away and then you got to get new clothes which could be a fun trip to the mall but
0: it could be a fun trip to the mall yeah you got to explain it's like shopping for a new first day of school clothes and stuff like that <laughs> except you just got them all shat on <laughs> only steve-o can film himself cleaning up shit off of a wall and say into the camera i'm really cool he literally says that <laughs> while cleaning shit off of the wall like he's so focused on the fact that this he's cool. cool um so the miracle continues is the next title card it's PCP <laughs> plus cocaine this is when cocaine enters the mix uh um when he asks for his cocaine i had the same feeling that i i have like everyone's been in the room with someone who's who is too drunk and they're clearly they've gotten to the point where they don't know how to judge what a good or bad decision is and they're telling you with all sincerity that they're sober enough to drive this is the vibe that i had where he's like i'm good i'm great i've never felt so good in my life and i haven't even had cocaine left imagine how much better i'm going to feel when i have cocaine i'm going to buy two boats i'm going to put bars on both of those boats it's going to be fantastic (laughs) and he's like like i just i again there were moments in this one kind of like the radio interview where i was just cringing so much do you do you have like 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 do you have any moments or was your experience watching him in these moments as cringeworthy as me or were you kind of just like "Mm, those are the fucking days for this guy man like
1: well it's funny because i've watched this dvd like 40 times i used to watch it all the time when i was younger when i was in that phase where this was just cool yeah do you know what i mean like as in that young reckless like And I was at the show, you know, the the tour. So just Mm -hmm. that whole idea of this reckless lifestyle, and just the idea of what it would be like to be on a tour like that with your friends, just get playing pranks, getting fucked up all the time. Like, yeah, it was so so romanticized in my head. So I already knew the gist of this DVD. So coming back watching it now with like a more mature mindset, sure, sure. I I just it didn't really like make me feel cringe. I just like yeah, that's what happens, you know. Like there's certain I I yeah it, it just especially also knowing where steve is nowadays you know what i mean that's it's that like,
0: makes this so much better to watch because if he was, it, if, if yeah yeah if this were bam margera i'd be like yeah ah, i don't know fucking exactly no, man. if I don't you've seen people this. not
1: get out of that situation like for a lot of people that are you know like have addiction issues or something like they will not get out of it until they've had a bunch of times like this where sure. they've hit these like rock bottoms had these terrible experiences it's like these types of maybe the spiritual experience planted a seed in his head mm-hmm. where he knew he had to get out of this at some point or he didn't want to be doing that. So, I mean, because the story, we know the story ends up very well. It makes it a lot more digestible to me. It's, yeah. If anything, it's footage for him to not want to ever fucking do get back in the drugs again. A
0: hundred percent. But I always think like the scariest thing, you know, we're on the the other side of it. Hopefully he never goes back. I don't think he will. Um, but the scariest thing is, is and, and the most impressive thing potentially about about where he's at now is you're in this state when you're like rock stars get it artists get it people like steve-o especially get it where you're rewarded monetarily uh uh, popularity self-worth you're rewarded every time you indulge in something like this so for him to know that and still decide to exit and try to start again sober is so impressive and it's crazy that he did it it's very impressive that he did it and watching this i'm like you know, especially because you get a scene later on in this when his
1: sister calls him. Because I think it's close to this oh, point. That, when that that part hurt me. That that, that part I didn't like. Yeah, yeah. that made me cringe.
0: Uh, and you and, and and how much he pushes her away when she tries to help him. And you've heard stories about the jackass crew trying to help him as well and how much he resisted it. Uh, so, you know, all all that to say, it's great to see him on the other side of it. Uh, but, in, you know, prior to that, we had moments like this and we've got Preston Lacey sitting in the and, room. And with I'm him. glad
1: we did, because, you know, there are two versions of Steve-O. Yes. And I don't want to, like, glamorize this old version of it. But in all fairness, that's the version a lot of us fell in love with 100%. in the first place. Yeah. We didn't yeah. really know what was going on behind the scenes. We didn't know how bad it is. He's opened up the veil on that these days. Yes. But it was fucking fun and entertaining to watch from the outside. But the beauty is this new version of him, if anything, is better. He's more creative. He's funnier. Like, he's more charming. He he looks, he's much older now, but he looks healthier. He looks healthier. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. It's just it's it's good that we I'm, I'm glad that we got to have selfishly, at least that we got to have both sides. So and both are equally good in different ways. Here's
0: the thing. And I don't say this to say that he's any worse now than he than he was before, because I agree. I think he's smarter. I think he's funnier. I think he looks healthier. He seems potentially happier. Who knows? It's tough to gauge that. But he is more of a generic talking head on YouTube right now the thing we loved about and that that because you that's all you that's all there's space for him to be right now because he can't be what he was but the thing we loved about him back then is he was our avatar to explore what that reckless drug culture was like we got to see what it was like and live vicariously through him he's not giving that to us now so in that sense he's slightly less unique but i still want him where he's at I i i don't want him to put himself down that rabbit hole for my benefit that seems unfair
1: it's it's funny because one of the things that like, whatever, I don't even give a shit, I'm just gonna put it out exactly how it is, I'm not even gonna try and pussyfoot around it, he's gotten so fucking progressive, and so, like, he's, like, so cautious about, like, all those, like, you know, like, what what do you call that, like, the PC fucking movement sure. and all that shit, and he won't, like, I'm like, dude, you're you're, you're still a wild boy, you know, like, you're still steve like, stop sucking up, be who you fucking like, you, just because you got over that doesn't mean, like, maybe he's matured in some ways, and he's like, that, but it's like, I miss that, I like know. the reckless, you know what I mean? It's like he's can't, he's pandering to all these fucking people now. It feels like like it doesn't even feel like I, some people are genuinely like that and they want to help the world and they're not an asshole like me. I get it. But like, it's just weird to see that change where it's well, like, because here's, does, here's do you really thing. believe it. The
0: Steve-O that that you fell in love with was a Stevo who was speaking directly to you. That was that was your yeah. Stevo. And now it feels like it's everyone's Stevo. And that's fine. It's a version of Stevo that's probably gonna make him more money and be more, more responsible for him and all that, but it's different. You know, I get it. It's not the same person mm-hmm. we we saw, but that's part of growing up as well as recognizing that there's things from our past that we just can never get back. True. And the easier thing to do is let it go as opposed to railing against it and and hoping that somehow you can <laughs> you can find the same sort of enjoyment by beating your head against the wall. It's not going to work. Um but we do get that's some enjoyment true. from seeing Preston Lacey in the room with uh with Stevo <laughs> banging against a Red Bull can like he's fucking auditioning for 2001 a space odyssey. What is he doing to that Red Red Bull like banging it like oh Preston no no he's like trying to twist it I know he's trying to make a bong out of it I get that Or it looked like he was also trying to like Grind up a a, a coke rock or something like that There was some white stuff on the table I don't know if that's what it was
1: Oh Well, Steve was talking about getting coke because he he was very impressed. He hasn't done coke in two, two days. days. It's a mir- It's another miracle about this. Another, this, this another miracle.
0: Uh, Preston's there and he smokes out of the can and thank God he turns to the camera and says, oh guys, this isn't PCP. This is just weed. Because I 100% would have thought that he was doing PCP with him if he didn't clear that up. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> well, I, th- when he puts the bag on his head.
0: Yes. He puts a plastic puts bag, his bag over on his, his head. head. Yeah.
1: And it's like, I thought it was maybe a condom at first you realize it's just a plastic bag. Stevo thinks it's the funniest fucking thing in the world. <laughs> when he is in whatever trip he's involved in, I'm so curious what he saw out of that. Because he was just hysterical. He loved it. Like he was like, this is a fucking he called it a miracle as well. <laughs> like it was funny, but like his reaction, he must have been hallucinating something really bizarre because Man, do I want to do it was PC- just like he,
0: He's fucking great so far.
1: <laughs> Kind of, your, your shit's yeah.
0: fit into a cup like what more do you want Until the devil comes after
1: you So
0: they, this is where they comment on uh, nick and steve-o talk about preston's temper tantrums now he hasn't had one in a while oh except for recently when he called that woman a cunt but they're like so lovingly reminiscing about the bad temper tantrums he's had but it's okay because he meditates now and i love it i love, I love <laughs> he's just like no guys i meditate now and they're like didn't you just call someone a cunt last week he's like yeah i did but that was my last one it kind of sounds
1: and like, like an and that thing that kind of counted because you threw something against the wall yeah yeah i guess it did yeah okay but he's trying
0: and that's all that <laughs> matters it's great man i fucking uh i i i agree this just made preston seem like such a fucking fun hang and i'm okay with it but speaking of fun hangs ryan dunn shows up ryan dunn shows oh, up
1: man did you do you like did your heart flutter a little bit like it literally had a moment like i was just like oh i fucking miss that I guy i miss that guy i don't even know him and i feel like he was part of my this life was, you know this
0: was pre- viva la bam at its peak done phase where he's still super cool but he's not like the big bearded done yet uh he, he just i i really you know i i threw him a lot of shade in the first couple seasons of jackass but he came around as i knew he would because i know that he does i know who he becomes it's so good to see him like this especially in a casual environment legitimately he seems like the best hang in the world however i will say this because of his haircut i'm changing his name to some forty Dunn because it's got the spiked hair <laughs> like the lead singer of some 41 i'm sorry ryan but that wasn't your best haircut
1: <laughs> oh also my God. why
0: does steve-o pay corolla for every girl he fucks that because he keeps this is another part of this segment where he talks about
1: this it was just probably one of these visions that came to him from the pcp that just it's like this is what you need to do yeah. and is is this the segment when he's like really talking to Corolla, like after, or is hmm. that a later one when he's? This
0: is before they go to the hotel bar and then come okay, back. Okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah Then yeah. go to the I'll show. Say, I'll
1: say what I'm going to say for the rest because that was that was cringy.
0: Yeah, that was so cringy. And and but right now what we've got is Steve-O also kind of cringy. Uh, but somehow he makes it seem I loving when he whips his dick out. I didn't seem this cringy it's, at I, all. Oh no, when he whips his dick out and he's just kind of yeah, jumping. Around. I didn't see it cringy at all. I, the, the one time in my life i think i've seen a dude whip his dick out in front of in front of a bunch of girls and it somehow doesn't seem creepy like i don't i don't well how do you think louis got away
1: with it for so long that's true he probably just did the same shit and people fucking loved it until that one fucking asshole had to come out and say some shit you introduce a disposable (laughs) camera and all is forgiven for some reason that's yeah 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 i just loved him in this vibe he was like annoying but he was harmless this this you know what i mean he was over the top but he was just very like Everything about him, he was talking to people on his phone. Imagine getting a glimpse of a celebrity that you know in a moment where they're so vulnerable, so out there. They're just having fun. Oh, so you're, like that, you're, that, you're, talking,
0: a, you're talking about the, so they move from the hotel room upstairs to the hotel bar, which is where we're going to Oh, next. sorry, I thought you said hotel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, they're yeah. in the room My and bet. then they go up to the bar and this is, this is where it does start to turn. As the night gets on, as it gets closer to midnight, he does kind of start to get annoying again. You could see everyone's a little frustrated with him. Everyone's at the bar, like sitting on a bar stool at the bar, like pretty low key. When you think about it, like when you're getting fucked up, Everyone should be getting fucked up around you. He's just like pounding back what I believe are screwdrivers like orange juice and vodka just constantly. And it always looks like his drink is full. So what that tells me, he's probably just getting one, chugging it, having it refilled. But people are coming up to him and he's being great. Who is your who is your favorite person or your favorite moment of him on on the phone or interacting with his fans?
1: Uh, I think he called the girl's daughter, if I'm not mistaken, or he called someone's daughter. And he's just like, seemed, I'm yeah. steve I make people like fun for a living. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm going to write an autograph for you. And then he like writes out this whole entire thing. I, you have the same name as my mom. Like, it's just like, well, everything about this. I know that's two different ones. Yeah. 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 I just mean in general, it's hard for me to pick one because like, it's just like, to me, I'm just thinking like, imagine you just happen to be in that bar that day and you get to like, just have that access to someone that you, you know, is a celebrity or something like that and just having them be fun and just playing around with everybody. People look, some people that knew him looked like he was being annoying. Yes. Dunn in particular when he marks his oh face. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. He, he <laughs> But it still looks so cool, dude. It looks
0: really cool. steve accent with the Sharpie and then comments on how cool it looks. And Dunn's like, yeah, dude, it's cool. It's a fucking Sharpie. But here's the thing. Dunn makes no effort to wipe it off. So I think he out it look cool. It did look cool. It did look cool. It was so cool it gave him some
1: mysteriousness, you know? The, yeah.
0: You looked like he was um, going to audition for my scene. chemical romance. I love this scene as well. The, the one, the one person that I liked the best. And then I started to feel really bad is, uh, the 37 year old who comes up to him and says, I bet you I'm the only 37 year old who's asking for your autograph. And you and I are knocking on the uh, door of 37. Uh, oh, yeah. we would ask him for his autograph. And now I'm like, fuck. Oh, we are. Shit. Yeah. And he says, he's like, he's like, no, no, of course. Like everyone. Yeah. I've had 37 year olds asking for my autograph before. And she's like, really? He's like not really but you know it's whatever. And i was like oh fuck oh shit where what are we doing we podcast about the guy and we're knocking on the door of 37 like what the fuck is happening here um times are changing times are changing and also his fans are aging you know we were all of a certain age he's also that's true he's also older than 37 now too so what the fuck we can't yeah. we can't be embarrassed yeah. about that yeah mikey yeah. you almost
1: got me down a dark hole there for a second i just pulled this right no out. pulled like, us right that. out
0: pulled us right out thank call you. me call me the pcp I mean, of me. this relationship I, it's a miracle this, is a, this was a, that was
1: a miracle <laughs> was mikey a miracle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll look forward to your manifesto in a little bit um the last thing i want to say is everything i said about him whipping out his dick and it not being uncomfortable was taken away when he's explaining to the girl that he wants to take a picture of himself coming so that she can use it later that I felt uncomfortable during that moment. Uh, Oh,
1: did you? To me, I was like, man, honestly, that's like Casanova type material right there. (laughs) He had... (laughs) Shut the fuck up. I swear. I'm like, that is so slick. Like, you could tell she was like, she was uh, apprehensive, but like, that seed was planted in her head. Oh she was God. thinking about jerking off to his cum shot later on, oh. or like fingering herself or whatever. And I think, and then they shook on it. And I bet you, I bet you, he did something it. like that. I happened. bet you he did yeah. it, whether she
0: liked it or she not. And that's, it, man. that's what. No, she. Okay. she uh,
1: you could see her turning. She's. I think it was charming in a gross over the top overt way and i think that's sometimes that's so charming some of the best effects.
0: i mean that's that's charming the way that like like uh oh fuck speaking of rrr again that movie the the way that there's a love interest and the way they get her attention is by popping her tires in her car so that she stops (laughs) on the side of the road and they treat it like it's the most romantic thing in the world and i'm like what the fuck am i watching here that was so fucked up but yeah that's you know hollywood is a different interpretation of of what romantic is i guess um we get another title card 15 minutes later this is back in the hotel room chris and this is the moment that you thought was cringeworthy uh this is where he's speaking directly to corolla why don't you tell us what you thought about this one
1: well he's talking to corolla and he, again he's talking about how cool he is and this and that but the thing that really got to me is he's bringing up the money for the sex bet thing that he said It'd give him a thousand dollars every day and he's just like you know but he's it starts off not like in his mind he's not trying to be an asshole that's yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah, but yeah. it just came across terribly you know he's like He's like, and I said, you know, you get laid for every single girl you have sex with tonight. And, you know, we're both really cool guys. You're a really cool guy. So I expect that to be a lot of girls. He's like, and tomorrow you're going to wake up with the most money you've ever had in your entire life. I'm like, how many many girls do you think you could possibly (laughs) fuck in one night when it's this late? Like three or four would be like a fucking the, cra- the crazy. greatest night yeah. ever like you, you're telling me this guy's four grand the most he's ever had in his entire yeah. life and he keeps saying that and i'm like oh fucking it
0: was like that's that's cringeworthy to me it was it was when an overly inebriated person in any in any whether it's whether it's drinking whether it's coke especially coke pcp maybe i don't know if i've interacted with pcp when they start to get sincere on you like a millisecond after they get that sincere face and they say no seriously i'm already like when is this going to be over can this end right now i am over it i don't want to be talking to you about this and then every time he tries to say something steve-o's uh every time corolla tries to say something steve-o's like no no no, listen to me listen to me i'm like hey dude you're not the one in control here like i would that would drive me fucking bonkers uh, unless he said, but by the way, I'll give you a thousand dollars for everyone you sleep with. Cause, uh, uh, then I, I, I try to cash in if I could and probably just masturbate and go to bed if I'm being honest, but you know, whatever, uh, yeah. money's only worth so much. Um, uh, and, and to, to be honest, whenever an inebriated person does try to get sincere on me, it usually ends with them storming off and crying, which Steve-o does. He just like a switch flips and he's just like, he's like, and I did this for my mom. <laughs> and he starts, yeah. Starts and they just away. cut away.
1: I was like, I'm like, did I see that right? Or did like that? Oh I yeah. Just oh, he starts, that, he starts yeah, crying. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, well, um, sad what happened to his mom. Of course
0: the aneurysm. Yeah. And we find out about that later at the restaurant, which is uh, the next <laughs> scene when steve it seems like, again, this is around the time when he's solidified. I make people happy for a living because he's saying this again at the restaurant and he's reading off this. What do you call it, Chris? Is it a manifesto? Is it, it, a press manifesto. it is a manifesto. He, he right? called
1: it his 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 official press, his press official release. official
0: press release. But uh and he's reading it off of a fucking me. menu. He's reading it off of a menu, which OK, so here's my question, because he said he wrote it down.
1: I think he had a piece of paper on the menu, like just to like prop it up.
0: No, because he flips the menu and there's another menu underneath it. But my question is, did he that does that mean he had the manifesto manifesto figured out in his head and wrote it (sighs) down verbatim again? Because what he reads is different from the manifesto that plays on the end sprawl
1: slightly, slightly.
0: So does that mean he almost got it completely right? Like he almost nailed it?
1: fuck, I got to go back and rewatch that because I didn't pick up on that. But if that's the case, that is fucking maybe he's just he was like chanting it like a mantra from the moment he wrote it to the moment honestly he got it out there. honestly
0: it could have been that it could have been that he was just going over That's it so crazy and in his head like PCP, man maybe it did save his life who the fuck knows we do know he didn't end up getting that tattoo on his back he didn't get it on his neck but he did get it on his back and he says actually this is going back a little bit but he's like he's like yeah so i've got that to look forward to every time the the tca or tsa every time i'm traveling they're gonna be checking my bags and looking at that on my backpack but jokes on them because i don't bring drugs through the airport
1: anymore <laughs> <laughs> like which he definitely you. did. <laughs> oh, of course he did. Of course he fucking did. I don't know uh, this this was around the time of when he did the poo condom. So I don't know if it was before or after. Oh. Like you know when he swallowed the the weed yes. in Amsterdam and then yeah that's in that's in the 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 actual main dvd of this bonus content man imagine uh, releasing that
0: dvd you know he's flagged every time he crosses the border for the rest of his life now like you know the tsa well he went it on he, he was
1: saying it was all in the newspapers and everything like yeah. that cuz he was telling people on stage what happened and then that's when he got arrested fucking hell
0: like that's yeah That good good luck to the rest of your life chris was there's a weird story about him trying to cross the border and getting flagged uh uh for something he didn't do chris you had a passport stolen and every time you crossed the border you had a
1: passport stolen in thailand and yeah, it turned out it, like they, I just kept getting stopped every time land. If I'm going across on planes, but I could go anywhere else in the world. and it was no problem. Even the States. I was going to the States, not an issue. But when yeah. I came back to Canada and I, whoever was with me would get stopped. Mikey, the yeah, family, I I hated my traveling buddies, it was so annoying. And I was getting frustrated and they wouldn't tell me what it was. And then when we went to England, finally, it was better in Canada. But now it got me fucked up in England for some mm-hmm. reason. I guess they've never updated it there. And apparently somehow my passport got into like an iraqi terror or was it iraq i think it was iraq a terrorist from iraq he's like because the guy's like oh you're also from iraq when me and mikey were sitting in england and we thought he was making a joke yeah i'm like uh -uh." and he's like no seriously you have an iraqi passport as well i'm like what the fuck are you talking about yeah and yeah so we ended up finding out what the issue was so but it's crazy and and it just shows like how much you
0: get fucked over every time you want to cross the border when you have one issue so i can't imagine steve-o's life is is any easier at this point um and it didn't seem like his life was was going that well it wasn't that easy when his sister calls him as well because that's the next interstitial we get um something that he decided to film himself hey did you notice that because it's it's him filming himself with the camera when he's talking to his sister and his sister is basically just saying i'm worried about you because he called her to tell her that he did PCP, and and he's like, this is when he gets that bravado thing that I just did not like about this one, where he's like, fine, you can tell me you're worried, but I'm about to go make a make a sold out crowd, make millions of dollars for mom, and like yeah yeah. So if you don't like that, then, then I'm gonna hang up on you. And she's like, hey, listen, I'm just trying to tell you, I'm nervous, I, I'm I'm just thinking about you, I'm a little worried. He's like, okay, well then fuck it, I guess I just won't go make all this money, and like that's where he's getting his self yeah.
1: yeah. The, the, I think the trick is like. To not look at it as bravado and just understand it's like a symptom of the drugs that he was on at the time no, but here's course. the thing i think yeah, these yeah. are these are it's i think drugs amplify whatever you're feeling even sl- small little things so yeah you know deep down i'm not a psychoanalyst or anything but like he's feeling finally some form of acceptance he's feeling some proud of something so when he's in this delusion of grandeur phase of the drugs those little things that he valued and he held onto that he was actually proud of himself for, yeah, yeah, amplified to fucking ten times, and it comes across as him being a fucking asshole.
0: Yeah, sorry, I'm coming across as an, as an asshole if I'm saying like I I don't like Steve O for saying this. I know that this is the drug talking, but it's just one of those things that Heart, yeah. kind of I bounced off of a little bit. It's hard to watch someone be like that because it's just cringeworthy. Uh, and not in the office kind of way, not in the British office or like a Curb <laughs> Enthusiasm kind of way. This is just like real life shit. Uh, but then we get December 6th at 1157 p.m. He's on stage at his sold out show, which is way smaller than I expected it to be based on the way he was hyping it up. Um, but he says something that I really liked about this. Again, another moment of clarity from Steve-O in the middle of his pcp high he says fuck alarm clocks only worry about tonight that's really cool that's a great thing to think about when you do just want to have fun for one night fuck alarm clocks doesn't mean you have to be getting shit-faced or fucked up but just stop worrying about the fact that you got to answer the bell tomorrow just enjoy right now that was really i like that
1: yeah and don't worry about yesterday don't worry about tomorrow don't even worry about today just worry about getting fucked up and partying right now be in the moment i like that exactly
0: and and here's And then and then we get him doing what he promised he was going to do. Kind of, first of all, losing the audience because he's just rambling. And even Nick is sitting there like, guys, what the fuck are we doing? We've got to. Yeah. Yeah. But he gets the crowd to yell PCP save my life. And that's all he wanted to do. And And he said,
1: sorry, even even like earlier on this, he said on my show on this day, when the miracles, the last day of the miracle, I'm going to get the crowd to say PCP save my life and we're going to cut to black. And that's going to be the end of the film.
0: He he did. Prophetically. Yes. prophetically and yeah I, I mean
1: he's, he's the guy who gets it. to
0: determine it yeah it's like but I this just been some rambling, by, right yeah no of course he's been but,
1: rambling forgot about it because it was yes. a few days ago but like it meant something to him everything about this as fucking crazy as it all is his manifesto all these things you could tell did almost have a very significant almost spiritual effect on him and the way he was kind of going through his vision and towards the end he's completed his vision quest you know it was like
0: i mean it it makes i mean they
1: use crazy
0: drugs like i mean i shouldn't say crazy drugs they use dr- psych- psychoactive drugs like lsd like psilocybin like ketamine and they're supposed to give you these these senses of release and these feelings of having seen a higher power so there's no reason to say that pcp couldn't be one of those it probably just isn't the most reliable one to elicit those Feelings in a controlled yeah. way, so I do believe that there were moments that he had on this that he probably holds, even if he can't put them in the word into words. There are feelings or emotions you get in states like this that you just sort of use as like a guiding light uh later on, and it seems like he kind of did that here. Gets the crowd to yell "PCP saved my life," and it was confusing because it's like wait, so are they holding up PCP as a good thing in this? Because they kind of go back and forth between it being really fun and really funny and really terrible and really frightening. And they, the fact that they end out with him, as he said he was going to do, getting the crowd to yell, PCP save my life, fading out and then showing his quote unquote press release. Um, it was like, man, I'm confused. I'm like, he said he hated it. And he says this a lot in the movie as well. He's like, I know I said I had no fun that day, but like, that was the most important day, of my, day life. of
1: my life
0: Ugh, like
1: there is something to so, it yeah it's it to me it's like i think they were probably worried about how it came across in terms of it did seem a lot of it like there was definitely a lot of positivity do you know what i mean there was for moments sure. of ha- like i looked at it as fun i had fun watching this 90 percent of the time you yes. know there's maybe 10 percent cringe factor but for the most part It looked like an enjoyable fucking tour trip with friends doing stupid shit, like kind of what you expect them to be doing. I think they went through at the beginning of the DVD and started it that way with Steve-O doing that speech as a caution tale to like to try and dampen that mood. So you go into it expecting that it wasn't fun. So even when they're having fun in the back of your mind, you're not really embracing it that way because I don't think they want a bunch of people going out smoking PCP
0: yeah i i i agree i think i think that that's uh uh probably i I think also at this time you did have to have you had to do a little bit of give and take like like you had to be like sure i did pcp but like maybe you don't want to otherwise like they'd really come after you for it you know like if you're a cautionary there was rap music was like that the song white lines is about cocaine but the ultimate Mm -hmm. message is like but you shouldn't do it. It's, it's, it's bad, but like, you know, that's not wise, right? He's not writing a
1: song about cocaine because it's bad, right? Like Mm -hmm. that kind of gave me the same vibe here. Um, And, and ending it with the manifesto is a way to sandwich the two negative things because yeah, yeah. As as much as you read that and it's fun and funny, it's also super cringy and you could tell he's fucking out of his mind. So you kind of sandwich this whole package with the warning and the after effect. This is where your mind is going to be. You're going to think you're really, 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 really ridiculously cool. Yes if you as steve said <laughs> that many realies and ridiculously i don't know if he watched zoolander right before this trip but <laughs> <laughs> really really ridiculously
0: cool um he he didn't but he did know hanzo was so hot right now um that that fucking scroll of the letter that perverted star wars introduction of his letter was like like i said that was like bukowski Burroughs, kerouac shit like written stream of conscious drug infused I, I, it was almost poetry in that way. Like I, I'm dead serious. Mm -hmm. It was like that you, you could have, that could have been a passage from on the road or wild boys or, or, or naked lunch or something like that. Like that was there's some some deep shit in there and that's why the beat generation was the way that they were and why Burroughs was the way that he was and and S. thompson and all these people writing these stories drug and drug fueled and infused it's why it started such a such a movement because there was some merit to it and and i i and i think this was like this would stand up i feel like people who were writing about that shit back then would have loved something like pcp save my life again not necessarily to say let's go do pcp but to say like Thank you for being an an explorer, like an astronaut, like mm-hmm. a psychonaut doing this for us and reporting back what you found because I'm too fucking afraid to do it myself.
1: Yeah. And, and having the balls to put you out, put yourself out there in that vulnerable state, even though he said he didn't really. Okay. It's still, he could have got it taken down if he wanted to, but 100%. it's, it's, well, it's down. Uh, a no, lot Chris, of people would have too much the
0: DVDs. Like, like it's too late at that point. That's why that was kind of fucked up. He's like, there's 150,000 yeah. copies of this out there. There's nothing I can do about that. You know?
1: Yeah, well, the 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 ability just to kind of accept it and just you know be who you are. It's a, I don't know. It's just it's an exploration. It's yep. very. It's like you're you're getting an insight to something that you you don't understand, and it's almost impossible for somebody to explain to you. But being a fly on the wall throughout it gives you as close of a as close of a perspective as you could have without actually going there yourself. Yep. Yeah,
0: I agree. I, I didn't know what to expect from this. I didn't expect to have like meaning behind it. I thought it was just going to be a crazy good time, but it, it, it elicited a reaction from me right. and i i really enjoyed it i'm, I'm happy i watched it was It was a miracle it was a fucking miracle december 15th watching was it was the a best day of my life
1: <laughs> you know today is the best day of my life because i will re this and now i had a miracle again <laughs> exactly
0: exactly um so hey listen thanks for listening and, and again if there's anything out there specifically like these weird little offshoots the half hour tidbits we find we can fit into an hour's worth of conversation anything you want us to do hit us up jackasspod at gmail.com you can also find us all over uh, social media at jackass pod um i also wanted to give a shout out for a quick uh, uh, a review we don't always do this but we said we put out a call to action for people to give us some reviews on apple podcasts and spotify and, and whatnot we got one coming in uh from klm stars via apple Podcasts, five stars kind of a review and a question which hey no better way to get our attention than leaving us a five-star review and asking a question in the middle of it says love the cast and thought a cool idea would be for you guys to put out your own movie commentary tracks that we could sync up with the movies would love to hear your takes reactions laughs as the scene happens it's a fucking great idea watch along Ooh. um we're, we've been considering like a patreon kind of thing and maybe that's something we do to add to a little bit of the fun uh, along with the movie sync up the audio track watch along with us have a beer chris and i'll be getting into fights the whole time about whether or not some of the scenes are cg who the fuck knows but that'd be a lot of fun
1: that's actually fucking awesome and i just might i kind of got quiet there thinking about all the things we could do with that (laughs) that'd be sick
0: that'd be sick uh chris hey thanks again for uh for for taking the time sorry uh we didn't have jay with us he'll be returning next week with a look most likely at haggard guys we're most likely going to be doing it next week (sighs) as long as we all have time to watch it that is our plan if not it'll be the following week but it's coming up fucking soon so uh hold your nuts
1: I don't know why you're so happy at my misery about this. The reality is you're going to be the one you have like the least amount of time to spend watching TV. Like you can't even watch and things you love and play video games you love and you're going to be so fucking pissed off that you have to waste your time doing that. It's because oh, sometimes like, I, that I don't even know what we're going to talk content. about. It's just a oh man. Okay. I
0: honestly just to be around you for an hour and a half while while, while
1: you're this miserable will make I'm me not, I'm cutting any- the podcast at an hour. I'm making sure I have to go. <laughs> Fine. Fuck Jay, that, Jay I'll all... fucking, my camera will fall down again magically yeah yeah
0: yeah the exactly. computer will
1: stop working again yeah we we may have cut oh, that man. from the episode
0: but if we did yeah. chris's chris's whole setup fell in the middle of recording uh thanks so much for joining us guys uh once again uh uh on behalf of jason wellwood bye i'm mikey Aaronworth. bye i'm chris Aaronworth. and this bye, i'm jason Wellwood. no i already said that i already why are you doing that why are you stepping on me you know what I, How about... no
1: because you said on behalf of him but i always have to do my funny voice for him. okay it's fine do,
0: do the funny voice and chris i'm actually going to throw to you to end it you want to say my line at the end?
1: Shit, I'm like, no. Okay,
0: never mind. Okay, I don't remember what it is. You, you, Bye. you do jays and, and this yours and then I'll all, dude?
1: Okay, well, oh, well, all right, guys, see you later.
0: Chris, you're the worst. Bye. I'm Mikey Aaronworth, and this has been Jackass. <laughs> by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!